Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Uh, today, we're talking with Bill Matheny, and he is... Uh, Part of part of animation, and you, uh, if you've ever watched Smurfs as a kid, um, Bill was actually part of that process. Uh, Bill is not little and blue, and say la 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 or anything. But uh, today we're going to talk with him about some stuff that he's doing for the Forest Service and the Woodsy Owl program. So welcome to the show, Bill. Thank you. It's uh, it's great to have you on the show. I'm I'm really excited to uh, to talk with you. Um, I've been I've been back and forth with Bill on Twitter. You can find him at Woodsy Animation. And uh, tell us a little bit, you you started about uh, in doing stuff with TV shows, right? Yeah, I was always, when I was a child, I was wanted to be an animation director and an animator, not a writer. Although yeah. I wanted to do comedy at one point when I was, you know, when I was younger. And <laughs> I wanted to be a musician. I had all of these far flung, you know, um, aspirations. Oh yeah. And that's, that's great animation was, yeah. I, I mean, for me, I mean, when I grew up, my parents were really Southern and I grew up in the South and they didn't get it at all. And <laughs> if, if I would have told them I wanted to build a lemonade stand on the moon, they would have understand stood that more because they knew there was such a thing as lemonade and they knew there was moon. But to say I want to make cartoons, it was like you were speaking a foreign language. They didn't understand what that meant. Wow. But it was something that always um, motivated me. And finally, when I came out to California, which is where I live now, when I was really young, uh-huh. and um, sort of found my way. And the first show that I wound up working on was Smurfs through a bunch of odd happenstance. Um, yeah. But I'll always be grateful because I really didn't know that much about animation. I mean, actually, I did know because I'd watch cartoons, read cartoons, or read books <laughs> about cartoons drawn and stuff like that. But I didn't yeah. know anyone in animation. And so I, I realized at one point, well, you can't draw well enough to draw an animation. So you're going to have to figure out something else to do. And I was upset. <laughs> and then I thought, well, maybe you could write. And I'd always written as a kid because I'd always wanted to do my own comic strips and things like that, too. So it's sort of, and then I, I sold some stuff on Smurfs and I took my lumps because the first couple of things I sold were not very good. Okay. But they saw some kind of raw talent in me because I understood, I think, the medium a little bit um, more than most writers that came in that wanted, at that point, they wanted to write sitcoms, but they were sort of slumming it on animation. In animation. <laughs> to yeah. me, that was the objective. So I wasn't, I did not feel at all like I was slumming it. And my, all of my heroes were, you know, like I was working at Hanna-Barbera and Bill and Joe had worked on Tom and Jerry, which was a huge influence wow. on me and all the Warner Brothers cartoons and people like Tex Avery and oh, yeah. Chris Freeling and Walt Disney and, and, and you know, all these great animators of the past. So to me, uh, it was Nirvana. Yeah, so this, this was started. That was the goal. It wasn't, this is the, the backup plan. This was something you no, wanted it to wasn't a, This is my road too. It wasn't that. It was, this is my road. I thought at one point, well, maybe I want to try comedy again and things like that. And I, I kind of wanted to make a movie at some point, but 
if that happened, it happened. More than that, I just wanted to be in animation at that point in my yeah. life. So, so fast forward to today, here you are, you're on, a, you're on a STEM podcast. So we're talking about science, technology, engineering, and math. And, and why the heck do we have, have you on the show today? Because, because well, you're, you're going to be writing these books about, about Woodsy the Owl. Right. I mean, when I, when I was a child, Woodsy fascinated me. And, and those, those, um, those PSAs they did in the seventies and the eighties, and they really yeah. haven't done any public service announcements with Woodsy in right. 25 years, no longer than that, 30 years, pretty much. Um, they were a huge influence on me and I, and, and with Smokey. And I believe I told you when we were speaking earlier, the, the famous um, keep America beautiful ad with iron eyes, Cody. Yeah. I, I was really fascinated with all those things. And it was something that I always wanted to do. And when I got to a certain point and I really wanted to do something different, I decided to pursue doing Smokey and Woodsy animation. And that's how yeah. it started. And it's kind of branched off in the books, but the animation stuff is always some is always a path that I love to diverge back down, diverge with, and move back down at some point. So, so right now, um, you and you and your partner Nicole uh, Patian, uh, you guys are you guys are working on on writing, publishing. You know, you're trying to do this this whole process for the Forest Service, um, right? To, to help bring Woodsy the Owl back to, um, really back to the, back to the limelight, back to the classrooms, uh, back to homes where, where kids can, can hear about, about Woodsy. In fact, um, apparently, apparently Woodsy's, you know, like line was, you know, always give a hoot, don't pollute. We all remember that. Right. But I guess mm-hmm. now, now it's, as it changed to lend a hand and care for the land. Right. Yeah. It, well, they still use both. I mean, the one they push the most now is lend a hand, care for, you know, care for the land. Yep. Um, although give a hoot, it's still better known. So we yeah. really use both of them because, because parents know give a hoot and children know it too, which is interesting. You yeah. know, it's, it's not gone away and lend a hand we use all the time too. And, and those are his two catchphrases. So Bill, so now, now you're writing these books, you guys are writing and publishing, producing, you've got them written, right? Exactly. Um, the first one is called Woodsy's Four R's, which is reduce, reuse, recycle, and rot. And it teaches kids not only the what the words mean, but shows them how each step works, which okay. sometimes I think there's a disconnect where you say recycle or you say, you know, reduce, and kids don't know exactly what that means. We actually show that show it in the picture books. Good. And the other book is called Woodsy's Pollinator Paradise where we show different pollinators, their importance, and how kids can, can plant their own pollinator garden and how okay. they can attract hummingbirds and, and, um, and butterflies and, and, all yeah. ki- and even bats, all kinds of pollinators. Yeah, and, and I know a lot of those things are, are even things that, that schools are doing, you know, where they're adding you know, butterfly gardens and pollinator gardens. Um, I, I know th- that would just fit right in with what uh, many teachers are doing. Exactly. It's a big push around the country as our pollinators are threatened and the, the uh, population of bees has dropped and the population of moth yeah. butterflies has dropped and yeah. bats are being um, some, some places the bat population being decimated by the white nose syndrome, yep. which exactly. kills yeah. bats and, yeah. and, Bats are only a small part of the book, but they're in the book. And we're doing another standalone book, which Woodsy's not in, 
a picture book for kids that actually deals with bats okay. and why, why they're important, why they're, why they're our friends. So, so we try to touch, we, we try to, in the books, excite children and introduce the concepts to them. And there'll also be lessons, lesson plans because my partner is a teacher and to make sure that children can, and parents and teachers can find the additional information right to to continue the learning process yeah well because because exactly because if if a kid just reads a book and it's like okay that was good i i enjoyed it it entertained me for a little bit and then move on no that's that's not what education is about there has to be that that excitement that that entertainment that empowerment right exactly i mean woodsy and his partner not his partner but his friend smoky bear really at their core are empowerment about empowerment and and education is important. It's what it's there for, but if you don't empower children to where and adults to where they realize what we do matters and makes a difference, it's sort of a lost message. So we make sure that we, that we excite kids and show them that they can take actions and even small actions when done by enough people, yield big results. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's awesome. So these are, these are books. I, I assume they're going to be available, you know, anywhere where you get books, right. Eventually soon. Right. I mean, when we first released them, um, we're actually, we may do a crowd, uh, a crowdfunder. We're not quite sure yet. We're still talking with them, but yeah, they'll be released. They'll be on our website. And if you order them off our website that we're, we're building now, there'll be little bonuses that you'll get that you may not get in other places. So we can, you know, we can have, contact with our, with the customers and with people that are interested in Woodsy so we can, you know, provide them with additional information that you may not get in stores that yeah. have to do with environmental education and yeah. um, pollination, those type of things. Yeah. So. And like you said, there'll be some resources to go along with them and that's, that's going to be great. Every teacher appreciates having those, those things to, to make some of those activities uh, easy to go along with, with some books that, and these would be great books to have in a classroom, uh, for, for the kids to read. Um, and, and it would be fun to, to pull up some of those old YouTube videos of, of Woodsy, you know, singing the, the help Woodsy spread the word, never be a dirty bird. Right. I can, I can right. remember all those because my, my name, my last name is Woods. So all the kids called me Woodsy and right. I'd Woodsy the owl and they'd say, Oh, give a hoot, don't pollute. And you know, well, one of the things about about Woodsy and Smokey and YouTube in general, I'll say about uh, this about Woodsy. When you see old PSAs and old commercials, oh, they yeah. almost bring back more memories than watching the show itself. They do. I saw the commercials so many times. You know? I don't. I don't remember the shows, but I remember that commercial. I'll sing it forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same here. When you see the when you see those original Woodsy commercials, you're immediately brought back to being a little kid with your bowl of cereal. Yep. And, and how those hung with you over the years. And, yep. and we want to bring kind of a feel of that to our books. And we're doing some additional books beyond Woodsy. And m- many of them will pertain to STEM subjects. Yeah. And, and it's just something that we're passionate about. Now, some will be, I would say, more story books that will have less to do with STEM. But that, like I said, we want to do with bats. We're working on a, books that have to do with animal sanctuaries, both wildlife and farm. So it's things that we're really interested in that go beyond Woodsy's message because Woodsy's message and when we, you know, in these Woodsy books, they will all pertain to environmental edu- education and conservation topics. That's great. And, and, and 
you know, in a fun way that engages kids. I mean, for instance, I also have some people that I know that I'm working with. I'm not quite sure where this is going to come to, but we're also working on some songs that people can download. Okay, cool. Um, it's a long process, but we really want to stimulate young learners in every possible way that we can. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine, I can imagine a great classroom activity would be, you know, I mean, with the, with the ability of devices to record stuff, I could imagine kids making their own project PSAs, you know, you know, something that's something else we want to do. That's a great point. You know, you can, you can imagine teachers, the the kid reads the book and then, okay, let's, let's make our own commercials and and how much fun when kids can then you, like you said, it's that personal empowerment, that taking charge that I'm not just going to consume. Right but I'm going to, I'm going to produce. I'm going to, what can I do to help? So. Well, every year right now, and it's been this way for decades, the national garden club does a Woodsy Allen Smokey bear poster contest. Okay. And these posters come from classrooms across America. And sometimes I post them on, um, um, Woodsy at, on at Woodsy animation. Um, and they're just about to announce some winners and it's, it gets the kids again involved in making a difference and expressing themselves creatively. Um, and it's been a huge success for the garden club and for Woodsy and yeah. Smokey yep. for decades. Yeah. It really engages you know, what I call and what Nicole calls our young learners. And, 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 and when you can physically involve them and mentally involve them, then it makes so much more of an impact. Yeah. Yep. And I, I would just stick. Yep. Yep. Uh, again, we're chatting with Bill Matheny today here on, on the STEM Everyday Podcast. Bill's working on on these new Woodsy the Owl books that are going to be coming out uh, shortly. Um, one thing that I saw on the USDA site, because there's also some resources on the, the U.S. Department of Agriculture. If you search for Woodsy Owl, uh, you can you can find this and we'll have it in the show notes. But uh, it said one of their goals is to motivate kids to form healthy, lasting relationships with nature. Um, what what about nature just, just attracts kids um, to that, that sciencey, that nature, that outdoors kind of thing? Well, I think there is a, and this is, I'm just speaking for myself and, yeah. you know, some people that I've talked to, there is such an expansive connection when you're outside, you see things in a way and things that you could never see looking out a window when you're a part of it. And, yeah. and, and when you have that, when you become a part of nature by being in nature, the connection forms that makes these, you know, Woodsy's messages and Woodsy's educational content so much, it resonates more with children when they have that experience. Nature isn't just a concept. It's a living, breathing entity. It's, yeah. it's, we, you know, it, we, as I said earlier, we're so connected to it. We cannot live without nature. Yeah. And for the sooner we realize that and we, and, and children are exposed to the ties, the better off we all are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a joint process, you know, that every, every, if everything that you do that helps your outdoors, your community, um, it really affects, it really does affect the whole world. And that's a, that, like, again, that's a huge empowering issue for, for a kid have that, have that power, that ability. So, right. And that, that's one of the things I, again, in the, in the books, we, we all, we say your actions do matter. And, and, and on the Twitter feed all the time, the little actions we all take make big actions globally. Yeah. And sometimes it can seem, and even I would, I, and, and to kids, especially what difference does it make if, if I 
cut down on my use of plastic. I'm just one person. Yep. And, and the message is you're one person times a million or times however many people it is. That's where the lasting impact is. But it starts with your action without your action and you taking responsibility for, for your life and for what you do. Once you do that, you can see as it, as it sort of moves downstream the, you know, if you'll, there's a nature metaphor for you, <laughs> the effect that it can have all the way down. It's like a line of dominoes. When we, yeah. when we start, when one falls over and, and one person starts doing something and others, you know, get in line, big changes happen. Yeah. Yep. And, That's- and, and sometimes we get frustrated and again with children because we think we're only one. And in my, when I speak to people, I, I always say, don't, you're not only one. No. You're one of millions, yep. Yep. you know, and, 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 and what you do, if that inspires other people to do the same thing, what a gift you're giving them. Yeah. It's a gift yeah. to our planet, but it's a gift. If we don't take care of the planet, we're not taking care of ourselves. And, yeah. and I've actually told people, you want to be selfish, take care of the planet. That's a selfish act. There you, you take go. care of yourself. That's you a, know, a- if you don't take care of it, that's not selfish. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. And, it's, it's that yeah. simple. Yeah. So, so yeah. let me, let me ask you one more question and get any, any other last thoughts you got, Bill. Um, so again, Bill Matheny talking with him, uh, you can find him at Woodsy animation. Uh, their website's going to be up uh, shortly. The books are going to be coming out soon. Um, it's been great chatting with you and, and it's exciting to think about a, a whole new generation of kids uh, getting to spend time learning about, about Woodsy the owl and, and just those ideas of nature. Um, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of, 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 things just, just popped in my head here. We've got a lot of things where, where we look at getting robots and coding into the classroom and things like that. But, but sometimes it's just as important for us to get the kids outside and, and seeing that aspect of, of science as well. So, um, it, it is all connected by the way. Yep. I, I mean, coding and, and, and the way that nature connects, um, um, there, there are so many ties. And so one of my, I won't say, excuse me, I won't say peeves is it, it doesn't make any sense to keep them separate because really yeah. they, they, they aren't, they yeah. aren't. And, and then actually I think we're seeing also ways that even just like robots and, and coding are, are used in, you know, nature or, or being able to uh, survey some land or um, all those kinds of things as well. Um, it's, well one, one of the books that we're working on outside of Woodsy is about, you know, it's a really interesting STEM subject about black-footed ferrets, which were considered extinct, and they were found. There was a little pocket of them found, and since and they've been raised in uh, captivity, and now they're re-releasing them into the wild. It's a huge success story, and it's fascinating. Huh. And one of the things that they do, um, ferrets eat prairie dogs. And, and prairie dogs are, are, and they live in prairie dog burrows, but prairie dogs are suffering from um, disease. And um, they have to find a way to, to um, contain the disease within prairie, dog, prairie dogs for um, 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 ferrets. What they do is they use um, drones to drop peanut butter treats that are coated in medicine that the prairie dogs eat. Huh. ward off the disease so it's it, it, and they're able to live which which means that the um ferrets are able to live which means that prairie dog bur- prairie dog bur- burrows are used by tortoises owls 
dozens of different animals live in those burrows. So they're necessary for a lot of ways, but by using the technology and merging the two together, they're making, you know, it's, it, they're making major inroads against bubonic plague and prairie dogs. Wow. It's it's amazing. So that's how it all does come together down the road. It really does. It really does. That's awesome. Hey, one last question for you, Bill. Um, if you could have you could have dinner, you can invite a dinner, uh, invite to dinner some scientist, past, present, um, some STEM person. Who would you invite? Well, we're both fans. My partner Nicole Patan and myself um, of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh yeah, um, it's, an, it's such an interesting guy. I mean, looking back in the past, like I'd love to meet like Aldo Leopold, who is a famous conservationist. Yep. Um, um, I, they would just be, I mean, Jane Goodall would yep. be fascinating to meet. She could, um, she Rachel Carson, Rachel, along a gorilla too. Yeah. Pl- please do. I mean, <laughs> um, R- Rachel Carson, who is probably at the forefront of female conservationists, you know, who, uh, back in the day, it would be amazing. In fact, I put up a quote of hers today on, uh, Woodsy's Woodsy animation Twitter feed. Cool. Um, they're just people like that would, would just be just, just to hear how they, you know, grandfathered and father and, and grandmothered this, this movement and made yeah. it a vital living thing. And, yeah. and, you know, and also actually Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, there you was, go. Who was, you That's know, instrumental great. In, in, in our national park services being yep. formed and in national parks. I would love to talk to him. Yeah. I would love to. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I mean, I, I, that's why I love asking that question because it gets us all to think about just how many people uh, in the past have, have led us to, to where we are today. And um, those are some. Absolutely. And that's just in that area. I mean, we can talk about other areas too and say yeah. this person, that person, but those are three that just come off, you know, um, the, yeah. the top of my head that I, that I would love to meet with. That's awesome. Well, well, Bill, I want to, I want to say thank you. Uh, thank you to Bill Matheny for joining us here on, on the podcast today. Uh, again, look for the Woodsy, the owl books coming out shortly. Um, any, any estimate on, on what, you know, what time, 2018, 2019, uh, it'll be 2018. It'll be, um, at some point over the next, I, and I, I apologize for being vague over the next few months, the books are already drawn. We're starting to letter them and it's, it's, you know, we're working on our launch right now of getting them out there to as, to as many people as possible. And the names of the books again are Woodsy's four R's and Woodsy's pollinator paradise. And so one of them is about um, reduce, reuse, recycle and rot. And the other one, it's a totally different direction and, and it, but it's big news right now is the importance of pollinators in, yep. you know, and, and how children in both cases can be empowered and entertained and can take action and see results. That's, that's awesome. Bill, I want to, I want to thank you for, uh, for what you're doing. And, um, it's, that's just an exciting project that you get to work on. And, uh, I think it's also a great lesson too, for kids. If there's something that you're interested in, uh, you might end up being able to be, uh, that next author, that next writer, uh, and use those science, those nature kind of things is as some of your topics of your books as well. So, um, teachers. Absolutely. That, that's something we want to do is we want kids to know that they can create and they can be creative and they can be caring and scientists at the same time. That's awesome. Well, thanks again for, uh, for joining us on the podcast today, Bill. It was great having you. 
Thank you. I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. You're doing a great job and a great service with your podcast. Well, I, well, I appreciate that, Bill. Thanks. I didn't even pay him to say that. And um, he just, he just said it. Can if you want to. But I can if I want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening to the STEM Everyday podcast. Uh, subscribe to it on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And um, if you've got ideas for the podcast, uh, join us and connect with me on Twitter at Daily STEM or at dailystem.com, and we'll talk to you again next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit remarkablechatter.com.